Welcome, Team BlackBerry. We're here live for Berry Flow Upstream number 63, entitled Prospect. A lot of anticipation going right now. I'm here with an awesome cast. We've got Chris, Editor-in-Chief at CrackBerry. How are you doing today, man? I can't complain. I slept all day, so... <laughs> Chris has just woken up, so if he sounds groggy, you know why. And we have Alex here from Cyberbytes Inc. How are you doing, Alex? Good, good. I actually just woke up as well, so this will be interesting. We've got a special guest on tonight. He he's he may we maybe be able to call him a defector at this point, but <laughs> we have John. Uh, how are you doing today, man? Not too bad. I'm uh, enjoying uh, whatever Hurricane Erica is or Storm Erica is right now. So that's good stuff. Me too, man. It's raining here as well. We're probably you're Central Florida, correct? Yep. Yep. Right, so if if what you're getting now is bad, I'm probably going to get it in like a, a day or two, so if it gets really bad, do let me know. But I heard it, it's not a tropical storm. Is it just a tropical storm now? Like, it's not a hurricane? Kind of no, it's out. not a hurricane. I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's anything right now, but I'm just getting all the rain and stuff from it. Not too bad. We'll survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got, a, we got a couple things to talk about this evening. Really, in this last week, we've got a... A little bit more vocalization from John Chen, BlackBerry CEO. So we got some good bits there. He did about a 60-minute interview at the Churchill Club, which was pretty cool. Right after Upstream last week, however, we got a lengthy about 10-minute video of a BlackBerry Passport Silver Edition captured running Android. Any of you guys having to catch that video? Were you interested in it? I, I know we had talked about some of the performance, and it kind of looked iffy here and there, but when you actually saw like a fuller video, were you guys interested in the fact that BlackBerry may be testing and or looking to execute Android on a BlackBerry Passport type device? It's kind of funny because the BlackBerry Venice interests me because of the slider, but having Android running on a BlackBerry Passport honestly doesn't interest me all that much. Totally agree. It, it, it's mainly because, I mean, from my perspective, at least, I'm sure it does interest many people. However, from my perspective, the BlackBerry Passport simply doesn't suit Android applications. Like, in in terms of the aspect ratio that BlackBerry used on there, it doesn't suit all Android apps in the way that it realistically should. You know what I mean? That one-to-one -one ratio just doesn't fit for all Android apps. You sort of have to, like, weed out the ones that do work appropriately. Now, of course, there are modes that are implemented on the device that can help change some of that to make it more fitting, but I don't know. It, it just seems to me like if if Android was running on that in that aspect ratio, it really wouldn't be the optimal experience for me. So yeah. having it having it on something like the slider, which is more native to how Android apps are, are particularly ran you know, in the Android ecosystem these days, that seems more fitting. Having it on a passport seems a little bit off-putting. You know, and, like, looking at BlackBerry in general over the course of however many years, like, they initially built BlackBerry 10 with a square, small device in mind. So I really don't think you're ever going to get another OS. Well, I don't want to say ever because, you know, someone could do something, but this was actually an OS that was built with a small physical keyboard screen in mind. Um, Android definitely was not. Android was built with the tablet. Uh, tablet or larger, you know, all-touch device kind of thing. So getting so used to a nice native BlackBerry 10 experience on the Passport, just how you can fit 
eight active frames and they and they crunch in there very nicely and everything. Just how how great it works with BlackBerry Ten. I don't think you're ever going to get that type of you know usability with Android. Um, I know some people are really excited about it, but again, you know, you're never going to get something as nice as BlackBerry Ten for a device like that, in my opinion. That's why I don't think it's, you know, I don't think we'll ever actually see that appear because it really, it really isn't the optimal experience for it. Yeah. Despite what it, what many people say, you know, they'll they're going to upgrade the passport. Everybody will be up, able to upgrade their old passports. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that was something that they were probably playing around with at one point. Maybe it got scrapped. Maybe, you know, they're still using it as a test bed. I just I don't see them ever actually putting it out. If they do, it would be hella surprising, but I don't know. I just don't see it happening. Now, Chris, you're using a silver edition right now, correct? Yeah. I'm using a red passport. Alex, you've got a Z30 still, correct? Yes. I'll pray. I'll pray for you tonight. And John, what kind of what kind of device are you using as your daily driver? Uh, my daily driver right now is the uh, Note 4 Edge, and uh, I still have my Z10 powered up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't use it as often, but uh, you know, just to kind of check some things out here and there and play around with it, um, I still got that bad boy uh, hooked up. So you you got an experience with the Edge screen? That's I was just gonna ask. Yeah. yeah how was that experience for you? Do you use it a lot? Does it add any functionality? I know sometimes people complain about distortion on the curve with images and video. What's your experience with it? Uh, to be honest with you, actually, I really like that edge screen. That whole concept is actually uh, a really good idea. Um, the thing that I like about the edge screen is that I can actually clean up my um, my home screen and I don't have to run as m many uh, applications or widgets on that home screen. I can throw them all on my uh, edge screen and then I can actually pull it up whenever I need it. Um, when it comes to like, video playing and things like that, I control all my actually uh, video aspect of everything, you know, play, pause, skip, uh, you know, from one video to the next, or fast forward, rewind, all from the edge screen. So it's true, like, full screen video, and I don't actually have to worry about, um, you know, seeing things on, you know, uh, my main screen when I'm doing that. So to be honest with you, it's actually a really cool idea. And to me, the Note 4 Edge was more or less kind of like a public beta for uh, Samsung to test to see how people would actually handle it for when they put out the uh, the S6 Edge and uh, now the, uh, you know, the, uh, the 6 Edge Plus. So uh, I, I dig it. I don't know if, like, I don't know if maybe the Edge, the whole Edge thing, the people who say that they there's distortion on the sides, I really don't believe that there's that many actual Android users out there that are having that many problems with the, with the the edge on the screen, I think people who actually are using the device are loving the edge. You know, I think I think the whole distortion thing and people complaining about it come from people who aren't actually even using the device, <laughs> mainly BlackBerry users who are saying no, there's no purpose for it. You know, I don't I don't think any sort of distortion issues or anything like that are actually coming from a mass majority of the uh, the uh, uh, actual users. Users out there. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because at this point, devices like Samsung's especially, their flagship when they come out, they're so good. They're so powerful these days. A lot of these flagship phones that what is there to nitpick, you know? So, so you're going to look at that edge and try to find some kind of design flaw with it. But really, at least with, I believe, the Note 4 edge, it's only an edge, a curved edge on one side. Is that correct? 
Yeah, it's only on one side, and actually, I can say my only, I guess, gripe about the edge screen is that I'm left-handed, and so the edge is on the right side, so it's kind of forced me to be right-handed. Like, you can use it. There's a section that allows you to use it, like, left-handed, but essentially using your phone upside down. <laughs> um, so, and it actually, uh, like, they design it to where even when you flip it upside down, the icon show right side up, and everything shows right side up. So even though the phone's upside down, like, everything shows properly. So Samsung kind of thought about that and kind of implemented that in their design, but it kind of forced me. I mean, I'm used to being a uh, left-hander in a right-hander's world, so, you know, I'm kind of used to using my right hand for things I would normally use my left hand for, as weird as that sounds. But, um, uh, yeah, that would probably be my only real gripe about it, but it doesn't really affect my day-to-day -day use, to be honest with you. i just gotten accustomed to use it right-handed and doesn't really affect anything at all. That's what I'm really interested in seeing what BlackBerry specifically can do because a lot of what they do in terms of the software seems to be very like productivity focused, utilitarian. What can they bring over to make that edge screen more productive, right? I know we, there's shortcuts to different things and, and Samsung specifically does a lot of cool things just to make things more accessible. But I wonder what BlackBerry may do to enhance it even further. I know on a lot of these Android OS, on the far left, there's something, be it Blink Feed, be it some kind of notification hub or center. I, again, do you think BlackBerry, guys, is going to do something with that side of the OS? Or do you think it's really just going to be kind of a standard launcher and not much going on aside from you know being able to use widgets and things of that nature? Well, according to, according to everything that we've seen thus far, it doesn't appear as though that they're doing much, but... Who knows? Yeah, John, you know, Chen, I, John Chen said that there would be more implementation of it outside of just the normal things. Like, it's not just going to be a curved edge, but, again, we we haven't seen anything to actually reflect that as of yet. Yeah, you know, I'm really hoping that... And a few people have mentioned it, so I don't know if they're, you know, if they were lying when they said that, you know, they had the hands on the device and something like this happened, but they did say that there was a very specific part on the edge of the screen that you can swipe and it automatically brings you to the hub. So it would be nice if, say, like the bottom left corner, if you were to swipe from the edge of the screen, it brought you directly to the hub or, or even at the top or something, um, some very specific action. I think that would be really useful because the one thing that I'm going to be sick about not having is the swipe up to the right to get into the hub from any point in time. So they could, you know, duplicate that in some type of way, utilize the edge for it. I think that would be nice. Yeah, it'd be good if they actually did that. At least some sort of swipe gesture so that you can get into the hub. But yeah, it'd be interesting if because we've seen and we'll talk about this a little bit more when we talk about the leaked images that came out recently, but. We've seen BlackBerry Hub at least running in what looks like a multitasking pane of some sort on this Android ROM, and that it's a standalone application. So on BlackBerry 10, obviously, we all know it's all the way to the left. It's kind of built right into the operating system. So maybe they're going to be able to create a widget that talks to that BlackBerry Hub app that they've created, and Alex has it here. I'm going to put it on the screen for us. You can see it. It's that one on the second, right in the middle on the right-hand side, and again, just a standalone application. I wonder if maybe there's going to be a widget or something connected to the hub to allow us to have kind of the hub wherever we want, be it on our home screen or maybe somewhere else on the OS. But uh, again, at this point, as Chris said, remains to be seen. <laughs> I'm still waiting for this device to leak running BlackBerry 10, personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other hardcore thing that everybody seems to be ignoring or at least shuffling underneath the table. You know, Nobody wants to admit the fact that that, that device hasn't actually leaked 
with any sort of BlackBerry 10 yeah. on it whatsoever. Outside of the very, very, very first photo from Mobile World Congress, that device has never been shown running BlackBerry 10 in any sort of way. So as much as we can sit here and debate about how much, you know, what, what BlackBerry has planned for multiple OSs or anything along those lines, you know, it's going to be a dual boot. It's going to give you the option of the OS when you start it up. Uh, you know, whatever these, these crazy-ass rumors are, there has been no significant sign of any of that outside of the fact of it being Android at this point. Everything has shown it as running Android at this point. Hey, I, there's, there's, I want to call you out on this. Do you see this picture here that looks like it might be a screenshot? Chris, yeah. said, Chris said besides that photo. I, okay, okay, yeah, okay, I specifically okay, said that's yeah, yeah. okay. outside from that I missed one. that. Okay. And honestly, I don't even believe that that was a real No, dude, this, is, this was like a screenshot thrown out. Like, it's, it gets chopped off here and stuff. Like, it, it's yeah. totally like fake. So many people have it. argued that, oh, but there was that one shot from Mobile War Congress. Yeah. I'm no, sorry, that's man. That's a screenshot, dude. Uh, unless you've actually followed BlackBerry for a long period of time and actually actually know that like the playbook was held together with duct tape the first time they showed it off, don't comment to me about that picture, okay? Because yeah. that picture holds no weight. None at all. Yeah. yeah, actually, I remember seeing the BlackBerry playbook in its like very initial stage um, at this uh, like super tight-knit event that nobody knew about. I got invited to it, like I guess, by accident. Um, and uh, I showed up. It was in Miami, and this bad boy was running like, like some version 1.0 software that like nobody's ever seen before. Everything was so naked and bare, and I was like, "What is this? Um, <laughs> like, this? I mean, it seems like a cool concept, but like, what? Like, what? And I mean, it didn't. It didn't look like a, a playbook at all. It was like completely different." And I was I was just kind of shocked and baffled when I actually saw the final product and kind of compared it to what I originally had my hands on when they first uh, you know kind of showed this uh, device. And this is also when they were talking about like the 9800 and the uh, the 9900 or the 9810 I think it was I don't remember one of the sliders and uh, the torch and um, the 9900. This is like all around that time, um, like before those devices came out that they were like really starting to kind of tease and talk about it and I actually got my hands on one of those things and it was completely different than what you know what it was when it launched so yeah, yeah even if like this was a real picture I guarantee that whatever like even if that image was real it's going to be something completely different by the time it launches I'm not willing to give up all the secrets but I'll tell you right now the playbook started live as an ebook reader so you take it from there and just yep. run with it like the playbook and whatever <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing that I'm I'm willing to put out there. But I'm just saying that picture, what they showed off, holds zero weight in terms of it actually running BlackBerry 10. So, <laughs> hence why they showed it for two seconds and then put it away. Yeah, because it doesn't want to come under scrutiny that early on. I mean, the device launch would come half a year later, basically, from what we're yeah. looking at. So we are looking to have this device in September. The specifications that we've seen so far. Are pretty good. I mean, we're looking at three gigabytes of RAM, a quad HD display, 5.4 inches. Do you guys think that's too big? I know a lot of us who look at the photos, you look at the comments, some are like, it's a little thick. Do you guys think, again, from what we've seen so far, that if the device were to launch with the images we've seen, that it's going to turn people off just because it's a little bit bigger than your normal slab phone? Well, I think 
I think if anybody's actually putting any weight behind the the images that we've seen this far, is is probably you know it's a mistake to begin with. You can't look at these images and say, oh, that looks absolutely terrible. I mean, everybody should know by now, especially even after the BlackBerry Passport, that you know things that you see very first off when things start leaking are never actually what appears when they hit the market. I mean, everybody balked at the BlackBerry Passport as soon as it came out. What the hell is this square-shaped thing? I'll never buy that, blah, 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 so on and so forth. You know, and now what? Everybody loves the BlackBerry Passport. Even the BlackBerry Passport Silver Edition. People hated the Silver Edition when it came out. Now, everybody loves the Silver Edition and can't wait to get their hands on one or have already got their hands on one. You know, these these images are early. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that it's an early build at this point in time. There's plenty of room to be able to go ahead and slim that down, get the keyboard looking right, get the display looking right. You know, I don't know how how many revision revisions deep they are at this point, but I can tell you just by even looking at that. Uh, at those images, none of that is final software or hardware at this point. You'd be ridiculous to actually even think that or base any of your purchasing decisions upon that. So, you know, it, it's the same old thing. We see it every single time. Like I said, people hated the Passport when it was a square block, and people are going to hate this until you actually get to to some of the, the final hardware that we're, we're eventually going to see leaked. <laughs> you know, and, and we're not even just talking about BlackBerry users, obviously. If this is going to be an Android device, let's compare it to some of the Android devices currently out there getting some, you know, you know, great things said about them. And, like, the, the OnePlus 2, for instance, like, this is pretty large. Um, for If you do the conversion, it's, like, a, almost a 6-inch device. Um, and there, I have been saw some rumors that people are saying that the slider would be, like, 9.7 millimeters or, um, you know, but but look at this like this is sitting around at almost 10 millimeters and for like thickness and everything so like here's a device that is really big in terms of like even compared to a Z30 it's it's very large but people love it and I and I guess this is more of the norm I personally don't know if I'm gonna like how large it is but you know I got used to the Z30 because I was saying that I thought that was large and the passport too you know after having it for a solid two weeks you start getting used to it it is a giant brick. But you get used to it, so I think I have faith in, in what they're planning on doing with the size they chose. Um, I don't think they're going to really be taking any crazy risks, so I think they really thought this size out, and I think it should be you know good size for what it is. Yeah, when it comes to the size of the device, um, you know, with my device, I went went to the Note three, then in the Note four edge, and I'm kind of looking at maybe the Note five. I'm not going to the six plus, um, but looking at size. I can't imagine going back down to a smaller phone. Like if I went down something smaller, like I, it would drive me nuts. I'm so, so used to such a, a large display now. And I think that's kind of like the trend. You know, everybody's moving to these larger displays. And once they get to these larger displays, a lot of people like really fall in love with them. And they want to stick with using something like that. So I think this is a good path for Blackbeard to go down, um, you know, something, you know, with a larger display and see how it handles a lot of people will probably jump on it and, you know, maybe they go, you know, bigger to complete, you know, compete with uh, the tablet market because the tablet market is growing fast. And Samsung, to me, doesn't seem 
to be like the number one option anymore in the phablet world. You have all these other, you know, uh, uh, you know, manufacturers kind of popping up. And I think uh, if BlackBerry does make this move and making this a, a strictly Android device or whatever the case may be, I think this could be a, a huge game changer for them, especially if their next device becomes something more of a phablet, you know, moving into like a six inch device or maybe not necessarily six inch, but like 5.7 or 5.9 inches, something like that. Um, it could really put them in a very good spot, especially with their reputation for productivity and getting I, stuff I... done. Totally agree, especially because the, the the playbook came out at seven inches, right? So if, if you if you get close to that kind of spectrum, is it a tablet? Is it a phone? Is it both? And what can we then leverage it toward, right? Especially in the enterprise space where tablets are used quite a bit, as well as with uh, you know laptops and other mobile devices. I want to talk about BBM, John. You were obviously there with the BlackBerry launch and following the growth and development of BlackBerry and BBM. Specifically, using BBM on an Android device now, how is the experience from where it was to where it is now? Do you think it's compelling enough to really continue to grow as a messaging platform? Um, it's got a lot of competition. I actually just recently uninstalled it from my device, not because I don't want to use it anymore. It's just... Uh, I get bored with apps, so I'll just take them off and then uh, I'll put them back on later. But uh, using BBM on Android actually is, um, you know, a, a nice interface. The one thing that's always bothered me uh, is having that little icon in the top corner. That's such a nuisance. Like, I, I, I don't like clutter. You know, I'm weird like that. So having that little thing in there, you know, that little icon up in that top corner, uh, just so my notifications come in on time. It's kind of a nuisance. It'd be nice for BlackBerry and Android or whoever, however it needs to, you know, work out to kind of figure out a way to uh, not have that little icon in the top corner. Uh, you know, I know I have BBM. I know that's there. Sometimes I look at it and think I actually have a notification when I really don't. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it looks great, especially, you know, with uh, them moving more towards that uh, visual design look that all of uh, uh, Google's, you know, Google and Google Apps are going to. Uh, it looks really nice. Uh, it's very clean, very sleek, um, and they're getting better with uh, how you know BBM channels look on there. I know when I was using it for a while, it it was just kind of frustrating looking at uh, BBM channels on there. It just seemed like things did not fit properly. Um, but I mean, it it's everything seems to be a lot better now on it. Uh, can it compete? Well, with all these different messaging apps that are out there, um, it's kind of hard. And I know some. Some uh, devices are coming pre-installed with certain apps, and you see Facebook Messenger making a huge move as a standalone app, um, incorporating where you can use your phone number to text. Of course, you have uh, WhatsApp, and there's Viber, and uh, I mean, there's a whole slew of messaging apps. It's ridiculous. Um, BBM can still be um, a big player. I just think they need to do something that... Uh, kind of stands out above everybody else and I, I think they're just kind of blending in with everybody at this point in time which isn't necessarily a bad thing but I think they could actually try and figure out what they can do to kind of take a next step or or be uh, visionaries and push something new uh, you know one thing that you know would be great to see is maybe uh, um, you know, you know, as as we talked, you know, before, or as we've heard before, like desktop BBM. I'm not sure if that's even a, a thing right now, or if you know if that's working with like BlackBerry Blend or anything like that. But yeah. um, like 
um, you know, having that like being an issue that's pushed more and advertised more. Hey, look, you can use this not only from like your your laptop or desktop, but you can use it for your phone. And I know recently I noticed with the recent update, I can now use it on my tablet, which was something I was like, oh, that'd be really cool if I can use BB on my tablet. And I couldn't for a long time. So um, I think they're kind of starting to make really good strides. I just think they need to come up with something that nobody's done before. And I know that's it's it's kind of uh, uh, you know stupid to say I guess you know you have so many um, you know people who talk about doing something different doing something different but it just seems like a lot of stuff's already been done before and nobody has a real answer of what's different that can be done but I think they're doing a good job of staying relevant uh, but they're not doing a good job of separating themselves from everything else. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's difficult though. Like realistically, how do you separate yourself from a messaging platform? It's kind of it's they've been around for so long and there's only so much you can do with them. I'm sure you can add these features, you know, recalling messages and editing or creating, you know, straw polls and all of that, but there's only so much you can do to be a useful messaging platform without just getting bulky and putting unnecessary features. Um you You'd mentioned Slack. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that would be great. Um <laughs> I'm telling you, you it's a great Slack, man. It'd be great. <laughs> you mentioned the uh, top bar, and I know that Android uh, Marshmallow is coming with the system UI tuner. So maybe uh, you'll be able to turn that off because you can turn off like Hotspot Blue, so anything at the top. So maybe there will be a little BBM thing up there. But again, uh, Android probably have to work with BlackBerry to work that in there or whatever. But you know, I um, th there are definitely a few things that they do need to fix and improve. Um, not necessarily everyone. If they're not, if all of their friends aren't on BBM, they don't necessarily want that icon always showing. I know a lot of us might be like, well, is it really that big of a deal? It's a little icon, but you know, if you're only talking to a few friends on BBM, then why the heck do you want to see that icon there at all points in time, especially if you like the minimal look? So it needs to be optional. Just make it go yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it serves. It realistically serves no purpose other than just a visual annoyance. Yeah, you know, you know, you know that you're connected to BBM. Who cares, right? Yeah, it it was a struggle at, at least first. July looked like it was a, a good month for them. They're ramping up a lot of the ad revenue. They're putting video ads in. They're doing a lot to make sure that it's BBM does continue to go forward. I know a big issue with the Black, uh, BlackBerry 10 was our ability to access wearables. Right, we want to use wearables when use connected devices, and just a lot of them are not compatible with BB10. There's hardly any native apps for some of these solutions, and as well, the Android ones don't work as well as they could. So with Android, having an awesome BBM app now, the ability that it does have with Android Wear, you imagine a slider device and maybe an Android watch, you're going to have a pretty nice BBM experience. And again, it comes from the root of that Android experience that we may have on this slider device. So I'm glad at least that they're keeping forward, but I do agree with John that something needs to happen to really kind of set a path as to where BBM is going, because right now we don't really know what the direction is, just out and everywhere. You know, It seems more expansive than directional at this point. Did you guys you know, read that article about Kick? I don't know how overinflated no. the numbers were, but anyways, there was this big article about Kick who I'm sure many people would remember was actually available on BlackBerry. BlackBerry got into a huge lawsuit with them over a bunch of stuff, so on and so forth. They settled all of that, but basically they were touting the numbers uh, of people that were using Kick at that point in time. And one of the ideas that Kick is building out now is essentially having bots basically run on their system so that you can 
you can tap into those bots to be able to go ahead and ask them information and relay stuff and you know have them sit in a channel and record you know all of this data everything all of anything that you could possibly think of it's kind of like the old MIRC days when you could have a bot just basically run your whole channel for you I had that idea for BBM months ago man months ago months ago they could have implemented something like that like how about rather how about how about rather than the BlackBerry Assistant application? You know, if you had bots that were on BBM that you could ask specific questions to, to be able to go ahead and get answers to. How about you could have these bots reply back to you and tell you, you know, those answers to the questions that you're asking. What time is it in Orlando, Florida? And the bot replies to you. All of that stuff. They, and Again, back to the, the Slack integration. Slack integration would absolutely be huge for them because Slack is a hot item right now. If they were to able to be able to go ahead and integrate Slack at some point in time, that would be something good. And in the article, the where they said that um, BBM or July was the biggest month, they obviously want more enterprise users using it. That would be one absolutely hella awesome way to actually get enterprise users to use it because a lot of enterprise users are adopting Slack at this point. You know, Chris, I think you bring up a good point with Slack before as well, and it's like, realistically, how do you improve BBM? Well, you need to add a lot of integrations within it, like exactly what Slack has done. They, You can add so many different bots to do various things. I could be in a conversation, I could do um, forward slash Giphy, and it just pulls out an image from like a random GIF and stuff and like this is fun stuff to deal with when you're when you're messaging people I can yeah. go and embed code um, just like that that simple so it's like realistically slack is like in terms of on that next level in a business aspect they own it so if you duplicate it in any way if you implement their features or integrate slack I think that would really be the killer feature um, because Slack for business, like I, I use it on a daily basis for my company, and I wish all my friends use Slack, but they realistically don't because it's too much of a business aspect. It's not so much personal right now. So if they could be that tie between the two, I think that'd be great. Me and Alex are always pushing for more Slack integration. Yeah, always. always. <laughs> no, but seriously, like it, it, it's a huge item right now. Slack is major these days, and it just seems like an obvious point for BlackBerry to do something with Slack that they're missing out on. It looks like they are expanding in general, looking for platform integration. So whether whether or not we're going to get a Slack type of integration or whether or not maybe they can tie in BlackBerry security layers within Slack, I think there's a lot going on. We saw BlackBerry launch a WatchDocs application for BlackBerry 10 and expanding on, again, that platform integration. What do you guys think about the WatchDocs acquisition and where they're taking it now? It seems they're bringing it more under the BlackBerry umbrella and now leveraging it. I know it was a pretty large company. They have a lot of sales forces already <laughs> trying to push in different countries. So it seems like a pretty good marriage for them, don't you think? I just wish people would stop downloading it and saying they can't register. It's obviously not for you. <laughs> it's an enterprise application. You can't register for it through the application. You have to contact the enterprise salespeople and stop leaving bad reviews because you can't use it. It was never meant for you. <laughs> that is that is this unfortunate case. Same thing happens with, with BBM meetings. They're like, wait a minute. How do I... <laughs> I have to pay. <laughs> yeah, at least maybe a meetings gave you like a free trial though, but and consumers could use it, but people are downloading the 
Watchdogs app and leaving terrible reviews because they can't register. It, it's not how you register. You have to contact the people. Come on. Use some brains here. But with Watchdogs, I think there's a lot of room for them to grow there. I mean, obviously, they have an interest in, in basically being able to pull in some of those current BlackBerry 10 users with the fact that they, they released the application for it. So, I mean, that was that was one of the, the key questions that we asked when they acquired Watchdogs. Would there be a BlackBerry 10 application for it? Um, so I guess... You know, I guess they they answered that pretty pretty well by putting out the app. Um, from there, there there's lots of other things going on with Watchdocs that we don't necessarily know the full story of. But they they brought it in house, they made it their company, and they're they're pushing forward with it. And hopefully hopefully it will it will expand and eventually turn some profit for them. That's that's another thing we still don't know exactly how much they they paid for Watchdocs or anything. Or what what revenue watchdogs can bring them, because it's just you know it, it's too early to actually actually lay any of that out. I'm sure the the details are hidden within the earnings report somewhere, but yeah, John Shannon mentioned that you know these acquisitions we're not going to see much from them for a while, yeah, and, and and you know a couple quarters as as you said you know the integration happens between the companies and they kind of all fall together, and it seems you know as people want to get over to watchdogs and bring that over. T-Mobile also wants people to move over to their network in a similar fashion, right? <laughs> T-Mobile put out a, a promotion, which baffles me because I, I didn't see exactly what they were promoting. But themselves. The ability, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, John, wh who's your carrier right now? Who are you using? Oh, me. I use T-Mobile just because I um, – actually, I've had – what year are we in? We're in 2015. So <laughs> I've had – I've had them for 11 or 12 years now, and actually I worked for them for eight of those 11 years that I've had them, 11 or 12 years that I've had them. Wow, that's quite a long time. Yeah. It's interesting uh, to see yeah. that the relationship kind of fell out last year, and they kind of brought it back. So it's cool to see T-Mobile basically wants people to bring their Blackberries over. What's interesting about the promotion and how targeted it is is it's almost like, hey, legacy Blackberry users – Get off of the legacy devices. Shut you know, up and upgrade. Exactly. It's like, hey, we're shutting down BIS like in ten days. Like, you need to move over. We're not going to be supporting you much longer. So, I think it's a cool promotion. I'd like to see them maybe have a passport at some point or some kind of other device aside from the classic. I feel like yeah, they, they could sell it. You know, it was it's a it's a bit of a half-hearted promotion, and I don't think anybody has any problem. With me saying that, it, you know, it's not it's not a full blown effort. They didn't come out and say, yeah, you know, we're now offering the BlackBerry Passport. You can get it for free on T-Mobile. Blah 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 blah. They just basically said, if you own a BlackBerry, you're welcome to bring it to our network. You know, yeah. and that's 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 reasonable. I mean, they didn't have to go all out. It, it's something that they're still working on, but you know, it it really was a half hearted sort of promotion or campaign or whatever the hell you want to call it. But still, it's better than nothing, right? Better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I look at it as a, just a, a, a power move. You know, they realize that they're just now moved in that third spot and they want to try and gain more, you know, more ground on the top two being Verizon AT&T. So, you know, they have to, uh, you know, bring everybody in and yeah, they kind of pissed off a whole community. But to be very honest with you and you know, from working in that industry, when I worked at T-Mobile, actually I worked at like V 
the busiest store in Central Florida and probably like one of the top five busiest stores in the state of Florida. Uh, we would move, you know, um, easily almost a thousand devices a month, uh, easily. And um, out of all those that were going out, I was me and maybe one other guy were the only ones who were putting out BlackBerry at this point in time. The only device that was going out were Android and people coming in with iPhones uh, or other devices that they wanted to get hooked up. And, I mean, we had Blackberries that just sat there. And the only reason why we got them back in stock was I was moving them out. And so we were getting them from other stores. We weren't really even getting them from our warehouses. We were getting them from other stores who weren't moving their devices. So, you know, when you look at it, if you have something that's just sitting on the, on the shelf, that's not making you money. That's costing you money. So you know why you know <laughs> that, why that getting... parallels so much with BlackBerry Ten. I feel that's <laughs> so. I mean, you know that's that's how they looked at it. It's it's not making them any money. So and that's why they kept it online. They don't have to spend money to put the device in a store where the device isn't moving. So we'll keep some of these devices online. And then now, if you can uh, now bring those devices over, hey, that's helping them out because you're putting revenue in their pocket, and they don't actually have to go out to spend additional funds to try and capture you as a, you know, as a customer. Uh, because I mean, when you look at it, I don't think a lot of people know about this, but like when it comes to contracts, when a, a carrier puts you on a contract or signs you up for a contract, it takes them about 20 to 22 months before they break even on you. So that essentially gives them anywhere from two to four months of profit. So if your bill is only like 50 bucks a month in two years, they've only made $200 off of you. That really isn't a lot of money when you think about it. You know, so all the extras come off overages and trying to get you to sign up for premium services and, you know, then trying to keep you as a customer. So, you know, when you look at it that way, if you have all these devices that aren't moving and you have to, like, drop them incredibly. I mean, I'm talking, I remember when I was still there, they were, were making these BlackBerry devices ridiculously cheap. You know, 50 bucks after a rebate, you know, 100 bucks after a rebate. And to me, that was well below what they should have been, you know, sold for. But they weren't moving, you know, unless they did these things. And so now they're taking a huge hit to try and get these devices moved. So, I mean, I kind of like what they're doing. They're trying to, you know, satisfy uh, a, a group of, uh, of uh, users who are pretty pissed off and, uh, you know, allow them to, hey, say, hey, look, we, we want you guys back. We want you to bring your device. We want you to upgrade, get something cooler, get something newer. We can support it. And, you know, it's like, help me help you. Help me move up and get closer to the, you know, the two top carriers. And I'll help you by giving you service that you can use and a bill that isn't super expensive. So, yeah, I, th I think it works out. I think there was a potential they could have had. The BlackBerry Passport Silver Edition just came out. Even if it was like a limited production run, they just gave T-Mobile a couple of devices. I'm talking, you know, maybe a couple thousand here or there and do an online promotion at a good price it would have at least kept that momentum going and made the promotion make a little bit more sense. But as you guys both mentioned, at least they're finding the value intrinsically in it, and they're going to keep doing it. I'm glad that they've seemed to have mended that bridge and they're pushing forward with those, that business relationship there. T-Mobile is a good carrier. I had them for a little bit. main reason that I moved away was simply because AT&T just, for us at least, had the devices we wanted. So, again, if the slider is something in the future that's going to be coming to all the carriers, I think that's great, and it's a good point for them to say, hey, not only do you support the older BlackBerry devices, but we're going to be supporting the new ones in the future that are coming out classic, maybe the slider in the future as well. So definitely pretty cool stuff. As we move forward in our topic list here, we have John Chen doing an extended interview. 
in talking about the need for applications on a platform and the need to also get more partnerships. I, I know, Alex, you mentioned you watched it. Did anyone, John, did you watch it as well, that long, hour-long interview that was done with John Chen? No, actually, to be honest with you, I did not. Uh, when was it? When did that happen? It was just a, uh, just a couple yeah, days ago. Yeah, it was I yesterday, think. day before yesterday. Well, there's, um, okay. there's, a yeah. there's, a, there's a couple valuable points there where he talks about some Android bits, and he was asked twice in the entire interview about Android. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because this was, like, was not that kind of <laughs> – it wasn't that kind of interview, you know? It was more like, let's get to know you, Chen. What do you do? And yet, of course, that anticipation, that hype, people wanting to write the headlines, they ask the questions anyways. So uh, I, I got a good sense. He said a couple of things that I wanted to mention, and, and anything else you guys gleaned, we can, of course, go over. One thing that stuck out to me was he sits back in his seat, and he says to someone in the audience, he's like, well, no, actually what we're doing is we have sales forces of people going out, pushing Bez 12 at any cost, and the cost at some point is I got to push a Samsung device. I got to push one of my competitors' devices to be able to make the sale. So they're focusing on really extending their software viability by any means, even at the cost of pushing a BB10 device, right? Because for them, they're going to make the money off of the software, not necessarily the device. So it, it's a catch-22. You want BB10 to sell more, yet at the same point, the pool of customers is vastly larger on Android and iOS and Windows Phone. So I thought that was a very interesting kind of comeback to what, the, what was asked of him in terms of the BB10 and continuing to grow that forward. He's like, look, I have to do what's right for the business. Yeah, I can have BlackBerry 10 devices that can support them, but I need to be pushing out there to where the devices already are and where the customers already are, not necessarily trying to get them back over. There's also potentially upside there, right? You sell them into the BlackBerry service experience and all that. They're there for a couple of years, and then a potential maybe to bring them to a BlackBerry 10 device in the future. But Alex, Chris, what were some of the things you gleaned from the interview? You, you brought up a good point that actually just that just kind of connected with me. Um, you know, if if they do have salesmen going out and and trying to sell the software, and you know, maybe they're not pushing BlackBerry 10 in some scenarios, and they're talking about Samsung Android. Well, if they do have this slider device, that's another kind of like foot word of mouth kind of thing that they can do to show off this new slider device and the new BlackBerry, which will be Android, and like they can start doing some advertising directly to these businesses. They might not even have any idea that BlackBerry has this this new device out, and they could go and show them the slider and be like, hey, it's Android. You know, it's what everyone is used to, um, or you know, a large part of your company is used to, and it's like, hey, you should buy your devices and buy yourself. Like, it's just another kind of advertising avenue to go. But uh, yeah. Chen definitely sounded like a little bit uh, apologetic in, in the way that, you know, he, he knows that the <laughs> apps weren't really there. He knew that the Amazon App Store did not become what he was hoping or people were kind of hoping. So I think it's, I think it would be difficult to, to still be under the assumption that they're not going to be going Android in some regard because it really, the, the way that he answered things, like definitely Google Play Store is the next option that they're going for, and, and you need Google services for that, and you're really going to need Android for any of that. So he, he, I, I felt like in a way he definitely confirmed it, but, um, you know. Yeah, he, he confirmed it while also pointing us to places like Crackberry and other sites. <laughs> oh, say, absolutely. Look, they, yeah. they know more than we do. I don't know, what, I don't know what yeah, exactly he, he basically, Oddly enough, he basically said, yeah, go read it on the rumor blogs if you want to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty much the, pretty much the whole basis of it. Like he said, go read them. Yeah. Well, I guess, 
absolutely amazing for him, uh, given his stance on leaks and stuff. So. Yeah, well, I just read it on uh, Crackberry.com, um, the uh, the clone which we're talking about just now. And um, you know, I can understand that whole Amazon App Store thing. That that whole concept. I mean, when they announced it initially, I just thought that was a huge debacle, just for the simple fact that Amazon couldn't even get themselves off the ground. So yeah. to me, that was a that was another frustrating factor to me with BlackBerry. It's like you're going to associate yourself with another company who failed yeah. at doing something with Amazon with their Fire Phone. Like that was like the worst thing that Amazon could do. And like Amazon like did everything they could to get rid of inventory to sell those devices, and it, they weren't really moving. They're you know? still trying. Yeah. Well, yeah. they yeah they just. <laughs> They just had some promo, but apparently, yeah, I think they finally sold out or whatever the case may be. It was like some stupid retarded, um, you know, promotion that they ran. But uh, I heard that it, you know, uh, they were kind of successful in that. But it's like if you're if you're sinking, you know, if you're a company that is deemed sinking, I should say, by the, you know, uh, you know, the masses, why would you grab a hold of another company that is deemed sinking, sinking in the same aspect that you're? you know, in the same market that you're trying to conquer, you know, that, that would be, uh, something that I would not seem as a smart move. Um, but you know, then again, I don't get paid the big bucks to make these no, decisions. That's, <laughs> I think it's, you bring up a really good point, but at the same time, like it really was their only option because the other option is switching over to Android. So yeah. the, the Amazon app store was the last, yeah, the Amazon app store was the last effort to, to stay BB time. It so didn't totally on, on paper. On paper, it sounded like a good idea, and yeah. it still does, right? You bring Amazon's ecosystem over to BlackBerry to fill the void, but you still can't buy music on a BlackBerry. You still can't buy videos on a BlackBerry, and yeah. to do so through an Amazon app, you have to really work to go get it. You can't even it get it. Didn't, through, it didn't solve any store. of the fundamental problems, which is yeah. basically Google Play access. It didn't yeah. solve any of those any of those problems. Hell, they can't yeah. even get Amazon Game Circle working correctly on it. Like, it well, works somewhat, but, you know, it didn't solve the problem of being able to go ahead and download those apps that run Google Play services. People can't get all of the apps that they really want. Yeah, you can get some, and, but it's a shot in the dark on whether or not they'll actually work 100% correctly, and it's a shot in the dark whether or not they'll actually, you know, even save your data you know, like for games and stuff like that, Game Circle doesn't necessarily work all the time. For all of those people out there trying to get Clash of Clans on their BlackBerry, what are they supposed to do? You know, go to Crackberry's forums and get Cobalt's version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that that highlights the the, the prime problem is because yeah. it doesn't solve the issue of Google Play services or anything like and, that. And Chris, and actually, you bring up a perfect segue into our slider conversation, right? Because if you were to, let's say, dual boot the phones or have an OS choice at, at launch, right, it doesn't solve the core competency. It doesn't fix BlackBerry 10's app deficiency and compatibility issue. So with the slider images, Alex, would you pull those up for us here? <coughs> yep. Because this is, this is really where the meat of our conversation is going to be had. There's so much to be seen with this device, and it's still so early. This is what we're seeing so far. We're seeing that there's still so much bullshit rumors out there. Yeah, yeah, and 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 maybe we can put some of them to rest here as we go through. But this is what's looking like an early device, still kind of in the beta stages. I would say it's a little bit past alpha, but we're seeing here what looks like an 18 megapixel camera, dual LED, 
we have a glass weave back with that kind of same Z30 looking uh, carbon weave design there on the rear. Uh, a, a, someone, I believe Mario, came to me on BBM and mentioned what what sensor are they using for this 18 megapixel camera? Yeah. That's kind of a mystery at this point. What other images do we have here, Alex? Okay, so we have a nice picture of the the top view here, which I, I want to bring up the SD and the SIM card. The fact that they actually kind of, you know, mirrored what, what a few devices are doing along with iPhone and things, where the SD and the SIM are actually on the outside, so it's probably not going to have a removable back, which... Um, obviously, if you thought this was going to have a removable battery, I think you know you're living in the past because you know past devices have not had that. Um, and I think it's it's really smart to finally because if if anyone had the passport, you'd kind of know that there is this little top notch that you pull off a little plasticky thing, and it falls out and it feels kind of cheap. Other than that, like it's such a solid device, but it still has this little like kind of ugly. Thing to pull down to, to get to the SIM and SD. So I really like the way that they've implemented the SIM and SD card. I've almost slot broken mine device. so many times. Yep. Especially yep. on my red one because my red one sticks and mm-hmm. like I keep my, uh, as any normal person should, keep their fingernails short so it's really hard to get it off of there. And I've almost broken my red one like three or four times. Yeah. It's looking pretty good, and I think from a hardware perspective, we're seeing that front-facing speaker. That could be great for things like conference calls at the business. You know, you put your phone down on the table, and it kind of does everything for you. It's looking like a large device, too. I mean, this thing's probably going to be like seven inches top to bottom, if not a little bit taller. We're seeing some of the Android ROM. It looks a little bit customized, just a tad. We're seeing the revamped multitasking. HTC revamped their multitasking. TouchWiz has kind of its own uh, variation on the multitasking view here. Alex mentioned in the, our Berry Flow group that close all apps at the top is an awesome addition. I know on, on BlackBerry 10 devices, hitting each individual little X is kind of yeah. tedious, kind of annoying. So it's cool to yeah. have a quick close. And, and this is them taking some Android functionality and integrating it with BlackBerry and vice versa. So I really like that. You're getting some of the best aspects of Android while also getting some of the best aspects of BlackBerry. Um, I don't think these are going to be active frames like we're used to on BlackBerry 10. But no, at the it's same like time, recently used apps. Yep, but there's so many apps on, on BlackBerry 10 right now that they utilize the active frame as just like the app picture. It doesn't really give you any useful information that it's kind of surprising when you do get a nice native app that gives, you know, the BlackBerry 10 app, it'll, you know, go through news articles and feeds and stuff like that, which is nice to have. Um, but, you know, that's not the the normal app. That's a, that's a higher quality, higher tier app that has that. So... I, I will miss the active frames a little bit. Maybe they'll do something with it, but um, from how this looks currently, I don't think it's going to be like active frames, but it does look like it. Can we just go back to the SD card and the slim slot for a second? Okay. Yep. So you, you have your SD card, which pretty much looks normal, right? Mm-hmm. But that SIM card slot? Huge. It's absolutely wide. too huge for one nano sim. Let's let's presume that okay. they're using a nano sim. It's absolutely too massive for a nano sim. So, real question comes down to: Are they actually going to go ahead and shoot themselves in the foot a little bit with their Mo Virtue acquisition and BlackBerry work life and, and offer people a dual sim card? That Questionable. Would be, that, would, that would be interesting, Chris, because if they were to do that. 
they could arguably have two over two accounts connected to two. Yeah, they could. Have, they they could end up. They could end up with getting like, essentially four numbers on one device if they really wanted to, but. You know the the whole thing. The whole thing with the MoVirtue acquisition was the fact that you didn't need a dual SIM device, and mm -hmm. that you could actually use the cloud to essentially have multiple SIM cards, right? My my thing is with SIM cards in general is I feel like it just needs to be something built into the phone. I don't I don't need a slot. Just have it. You know, like a, a universal SIM built in. I think that yeah. that's really where the future is going to be. But I, I agree. It's a little bit big. I'm wondering. What else is going on in there? Yeah, I, it's interesting to see that the SIM card slot and everything is attached to the back of the device. So when you're actually sliding, the screen will move up, but everything else is going to stay stationary for us. So it's pretty interesting. It looks awesome. I will say, it just looks hard. It looks solid. It's not. It's not a weak mechanism like what we saw in the 9800 or the 9810. This thing looks pretty solid throughout. And again, we don't know how final any of this is at this point. It's probably still not totally finalized. I think. Yeah. I think another worthwhile mention is that from all 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 perspectives, this particular leak came out of Vietnam. So there is the possibility that we're just essentially looking at a regional portion of the device as well. Maybe they'll offer, you know, like um, a dual SIM slot in emerging markets where there's, you know, a higher demand for those sort of things. And then other markets will just get a basic nano SIM slot. So I don't know if that, if that holds any reality, but you can't really toss it out at this point in time, so... Yeah, I, I want to bring up, um, along with all these pictures, something that's really interesting to see is if you actually go to like the subreddit our Android, um, these posts have been blowing up. You know, the direct link to CrackBerry right here for the new alleged BlackBerry Venice images. And it has, you know, 1,100 upvotes, and people are just essentially making, here, making fun of Samsung for their, their kind of uh, physical keyboard attempt with the Snap-on. And, you know, there's so many positive people. Like, these are Android users who are, like, literally in love with this device, and they're <laughs> saying they're going to purchase it. It's going to be their next device. I've never owned a BlackBerry, but, you know, this I would definitely be into. Like, it's all such positive. Um, and this is, like, the Android subreddit. Like, people are not nice on the Android subreddit to other, you know, iPhone Windows Phone, everything like that. So it's very the only negativity is actually coming from BlackBerry users. It it yeah. really is. It really is. Like when we put, like, when we put those pictures up on CrackBerry, I went down through all of the comments. All of them are negative. It's ugly. It's horrible. Yeah. I will never buy this. Why is it so fat? Why is fake? It so terrible. Fake. Fake. <laughs> fake. It's horrible. Why is it running Android? Every possible insult that you could think of towards the device and how it looks and everything else. And then you put that in contrast to what you would see on, like, the Android Reddit or Android Central or anything like that. Android users are absolutely positive on this device. They're like, yeah, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. It looks pretty good right now. I hope it has the specs that we're really wanting out of it. Android users are loving this device right now. And BlackBerry 10 users are, like, balking at it like it's the end of the world. Like, I know BlackBerry 10 users love BlackBerry 10. That's understandable and reasonable and really it kind of does feel like a little bit of a slap in the face to all of those who have held on to BlackBerry 10 for so long but this is what BlackBerry 
this is what they're doing to go ahead and keep the hardware running at this point in time. Like, you have to realize John Chen isn't thinking about you directly as a consumer or an enterprise user. He's thinking about the company. He wasn't hired to make customers happy, you know, each and every single consumer happy. He was hired to make money. He yeah. was hired to keep BlackBerry alive. And if this is what he feels as though is going to accomplish that, then that's what you have to deal with at this point in time. I know not everybody wants an Android BlackBerry device, but, you know, you gotta got to roll with it. Uh, it. It is what it is. You can't change it. Yeah, and again, I'll say this. This, this Android device is probably going to still have a BB-10 heart, whether whether or not how it's yeah. really seen. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. If they're going to put an Android device, they're going to put their own security heritage and DNA on the line, it's got to be more secure than a standard old Android. So, again, how they go about executing that is really going to be the story of the slider, not necessarily the apps it has that they've stolen from BB-10 or the fact that it has access to Google Play Store or is unique throwback hardware, right? I really think it's going to be how they went about securing this and really bringing it to the market. Yeah. And, you know, again, this is a big play to save the hardware business. So it's like that a lot of people are looking at this and they're like, oh, if this phone dies, then BlackBerry dies. That's not the case at all. If this phone dies, then BlackBerry is just going to ax the hardware business, which is going to be very sad because they have so many years. Like, they're one of the oldest device companies that has been focusing on, like, nice hardware. And you see all these people talking about, like, you know, BlackBerry does have great hardware. I'm really looking forward to. It's like an, it's like the Apple competitor in terms of, like, we do care a lot about the quality of this device. And we have so much experience with it that you're not going to get this junk device. We, They're the one company that has the type of experience for a physical keyboard where you're not going to buy this phone and think maybe a year from now this keyboard's going to be falling apart. My, my cousin had the torch for five years, and it was completely fine. He dropped it so many times. Like, they they have a lot of history in the slider market, uh, just just hardware market in general. So it would be a very big shame to just cut that off. But I think people Six, do appreciate it. Sixteen years, guys. So that's that was kind of the basis of my ratchet article, right? It's like BlackBerry's at a point right now where they need to do something dramatic to save that portion of the business. John Chen mentioned in his interview with Church uh, Churchill that thirty million devices are currently active on their platform that are BlackBerry devices. We were looking at 80 million plus a couple years ago, you know? It's literally, we're losing users at about a 10 million users a year rate since 2010. So to say that right now is dire for them is good, absolutely true. But I think they're still at a firm basis where I'm just excited. My hype is, is up here because every single new device, Z10, Z30, we saw Classic, we saw Passport, now we're seeing Slider. It's continued to increase. The devices have gotten better in build quality, they've gotten more innovative, and of course the software services coming with the devices has gotten better and better. So BlackBerry finally seems to get what they need to do to compete in the Android space and compete with some of those flagships out there. It's now, as Blades mentioned, how do we make money at this, right? That BlackBerry Experience Suite, bringing all the services and apps over to these other platforms. That's really where the money is going to be. John, I want to ask you, you mentioned you were looking at maybe a Note 5 or, or jumping further up the line. Is there any point in the future where we may see you come back into the BlackBerry family in terms uh, of a hard, very, hardware purchase? Yeah. Well, to be to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not opposed to anything. Uh, 
you know, I was going to mention this earlier when we were talking about like the, the whole app thing just a little bit ago. And that was kind of like my whole gripe. That was my big thing. And people thought I was just absolutely stupid for leaving because of apps. But here's, here's my whole thing on this is if you're going to tell me that I get this really awesome, cool device that runs a specific software and I'm promoting and pushing apps, but if you want the latest and greatest apps, you have to install, you know, a side store and you have to side load apps and all this other fun jazz to get the apps that you want and they're probably not going to work right. That's going to put a bad taste in my mouth. And that's what happened. I had a bad taste put in my mouth because it was like for me to get what I wanted, I had to side load Android apps that weren't going to work. Well, if you're telling me I have to side load Android apps, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Android. Go Android. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so that's exactly what happened. And I was essentially crucified for, for saying that. And people were like, no, you're stupid. Uh, well, maybe. But if you're telling me that this is what I need to do, then I'm just going to go straight to the to the source. And I went Samsung. I'm, I'm a surfer. So I went Samsung because Samsung and the World Surf League, they joined force together. And Samsung's the official partner of the World Surf League. So... Obviously, I'm going to go to a brand and I'm going to go to a company that supports the things that I'm into, as most people do. That's why, you know, a lot of people are using, you know, BlackBerry because it's a brand that they trust and that gives them what they need. I get it. You know, I was in that position myself for many years, you know. Um, and so right now, yeah, I'm all about Samsung. But for me, the S6, uh, the, the S Edge 6 Plus, uh is not where I really want to go. Is it the 6 Plus? I don't remember if that's what they call it. Maybe I'm mixing it up with the iPhone 6 Plus, whatever. But the uh, the essentially the, the Note version of the, uh, of the Edge. Um, I can't go to that particular device because I've gotten used to having a stylus. And that one doesn't have a stylus. So that bothers me. So I don't... I, I really can't go that route. The fact that they don't use SD cards... I mean, I get it. They're trying to push cloud storage and things like that. Um, you know, it's, uh, to me, I look at like the back end of things. If, if there's no SD card, you're using cloud storage. If you're using cloud storage, you're using data. If you're using data, you need to get higher data plans. You're using higher data plans. The carriers are making more money, which, you know, it's something where the manufacturers and the carriers are helping each other scratch each other's back to make money. I understand. I understand. I mean, I know there's more to it. Uh, so, you know, I'm not opposed to jumping ship to find a device that suits my needs. Obviously, I did with BlackBerry. And even during the time that I used BlackBerry, I used many other devices. I was rocking Windows devices, Nokia devices. Um, you know, I was using the very first Android devices that came out. So I was very aware of every platform of you know that the competition had. But BlackBerry was my main squeeze, you know. All the other ones were my side chicks. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean... You know, so, I mean, if this device does, you know, does good and it suits what I need to do or even future BlackBerry devices in the future, yeah, I can definitely uh, switch back. There's there's no doubt about it, you know. Um, as long as it's doing what I need and it's it's allowing me to get what I need to get done, done. So, you know, that's how I look, look at it. I, I definitely uh, check out this device when it comes out for sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think it's really going to do exactly kind of what you mentioned, which is, get done what you need to get done, right? The limitations of that app gap or, or that connectivity that you're looking for may finally evaporate. The question is now, can they become compelling in a marketing sense and, and bring you back over? And, and you're kind of a microcosm, right? Because you've been in the BlackBerry family for a while. 
using the devices. And I think there's a lot of users out there who are kind of in that same boat. They've moved away, they've gone to appreciate another brand, but there is still that nostalgia, that keyboard. There's something about it that may bring people back. I'm excited for the, for the slider for sure, and I know Chris has had his for probably 12 months at this point. <laughs> It's funny because Dallin on our group is uh, rocking a 9810. He's like, I, I have a BlackBerry slider, guys. And I'm like, 9810. I, I feel bad that he puts himself through that much misery. <laughs> it's, it's funny. He put, some, he put some tweets out. He's like, the, the, the trackpad on Legacy is, is phenomenal. And then he's like, the trackpad on the classic is pointless. And it's like, well, the OSs are, are different, you know, at the end of the day. It comes down, we've had so many rumors about how Android's going to execute. Is it going to be a dual boot phone where you can just switch between the OSs at leisure? Is it just going to be an Android phone? And then they're also maybe going to have a BB10 phone. I honestly think at this point with the Google for Work partnership, and I wrote this back in June, it's very likely going to be QNX <laughs> at the kernel with Android on top. So yes, it will boot to Android, it will be full Android, but at the base level it'll probably be a bootloader that's run on QNX. An opinion right now, until we really see what's coming about. I mentioned this on a previous cast, BlackBerry may not even tell us how they execute it, because ultimately, what does it matter, right? Yeah. It, it does what you needed to do, it does it, period, point blank. I wonder if the implementation that we're going to see is going to be as proficient as, let's say, a Samsung or another device running pure Android or, or whatever ROM that they've customized. I like at least so far from what we've seen that it doesn't seem to be too, too modified. It seems to kind of respect Android, but also yeah. bring in some BlackBerry stuff without kind of like overwhelming it and, and becoming just, you know, like a fork, basically. Yeah, I mean, if you if you go to Verge or any of these big sites, that's like one thing that they give them props for, which I do, I really do appreciate that they're doing that, where they say, you know, they're just putting their flavor on it and they're really not straying too far away from stock Android. And I think a lot of people do appreciate stock Android now. We're, we're at a point in time where, yeah, you know, a few years ago, stock Android was junk, but now we're at a point where stock Android is, is great. You know, Google is a huge company to be spending a lot of money, you know, developing these things like material design that makes sense from a design usability perspective and things. So I think it's smart that BlackBerry is just, you know, doing their productivity suite and, and they're just putting their little twist on it. And I think people will appreciate that. Yeah, I think uh, I think they definitely need to, to do that. I mean, I think this device will probably run, um, you know, more of a stock Android kind of yep. feel with like a BB-10 overlay. Uh, you know, is how I, you know, how I said people were like overlay and, you know, I'm, you know, talking kind of like how uh, HTC has Sense and, you know, Samsung has TouchWiz, you know, I think that would be really successful for them because the hub is pretty cool. Now, I've gotten myself hooked up with, with my devices where I don't really need a hub, but would I benefit from a hub still? Yeah, it would definitely help me out. Um, you know, it would be cool to have was BB10 features on top of stock Android. Uh, you know, it still allows you to customize what you need to do, but you're still being productive and getting your work done. And, um, you know, on top of that, like, if, if they can kind of stick with those things with Android, have it run Android with, like, that BB10 overlay on it, I think they can become very successful uh, with capturing a lot of old BlackBerry users and bringing them back to BlackBerry. Uh, and you know, getting those uh, those uh, you know those customers that are on the fence. Uh, should I stay with uh, you know Android or you know should I go back to BlackBerry or or should I go to you know Apple? 
Uh, and same thing with Apple customers. There are a lot of Apple customers who jump ship from BlackBerry because there is nothing good. And I think this still may entice them to jump back, even though it may be an Android device at heart, you know, or actually not at heart, but an Android device on the outside, it's still a BlackBerry device at heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I I think these if the, if this phone gets good reviews and things like that, obviously BlackBerry is a software company. We said this so many times that all of the, their productivity suite is going to be available on all Android devices and soon, you know, iPhone device or uh, Apple devices as well. So I really think that if these reviews come out great for the actual devices, some people aren't going to want to ditch their OnePlus 2. They're not going to want to ditch their current, you know, iPhone or whatever to go to BlackBerry. But they may really want, you know, the hub, and they may pay for it or whatever BlackBerry decides to do. But I, you know, they are a software company, and I think that this device, they only need to create one or two devices a year. I think they're really going to focus on only doing physical keyboard because once you start doing just like, hey, we're another tab slab running BlackBerry, Android, then it's like, well, what are you? That's the differentiator that's not there. So I, I think people really need to understand that BlackBerry is software. This hardware is probably there to help sell more software. Um, and obviously if they can save break even on the hardware business in the meantime, then, you know, it's a win-win. That's a perfect place to end it here. Chris, did you have any fi any final thoughts for us on this slider? Anything you need to get off your chest? I know this is like our, our therapeutic session for the week to calm down and, and, and vent on some of our frustrations. With, but anything for us? I don't know, man. At this point, I think, I think uh, how I run through my days is I wake up talking about all the ways that BlackBerry can run through this, and I go to bed with talking about all the ways that BlackBerry can run through this. But at the end of the day, the, uh, there's still not enough information out there to tell us exactly how BlackBerry is going to finalize all this, put it all together, make it all copacetic for the end users, and you know deliver the final product. There's still lots of time left for multiple amounts of changes. I don't think anything that we've seen thus far is, in any sort of way, the final decision. There's still plenty on the table that could be worked out especially when it comes to the hardware. You know, it's just one of those things where we kind of have to sit around and wait until BlackBerry actually announces this thing. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't, drops drops Mike, walks away, yeah. grabs the smoke, <laughs> walks it off. I really appreciate having all of you guys on. John, your insight was phenomenal into the Android space. It's great to bring you on so I don't actually have to buy and have a Samsung device. So you saved me some, some heartache there. So always appreciate, man. Your insight was awesome. Alex and Chris, as always, thank you as well for joining us. We'll catch you all next week. I believe next week's stream is going to be on September the 6th, right before that Labor Day week. And everyone, go and watch the VMAs. Go out and enjoy that. We'll catch you next week. Later.